Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to episode 54 of Double Hot Beat, where we take the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, a home brewer and beer enthusiast. And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. This week, we're going to talk about homebrew starter kits. Back to where it all began. But first, we are going to check in and see what we've been up to this past couple weeks and congratulate some of our past Double Hot Beat alum guests on some exciting awards. Yeah, so... A couple weeks ago was my birthday, as some may have seen on our Instagram. It was, was it? Yeah, it was. Man, and did I did I surprise you with like yeah, a special like? You let me tell thing? a story, James. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I did not know we were doing anything for my birthday, and then day of, James surprised me with a trip to a place called Level Ninety Nine. And I had never heard of this place before. We showed up at the mall and I was confused about why we were going to the mall dressed in athletic clothing. You tried to tell me we were going on an all out shopping spree, but that was not, not the correct. But so so our friend from out of town from New York was uh, visiting uh, one of Shannon's longtime friends, Joy, and one Mm -hmm. of my good friends as well was coming to visit. And so I had this planned with Joy ahead of time of that we'd go do something fun uh, for Shan's birthday. Yeah. And my mother was gracious enough to watch our daughter while we had this fun. Yes. So this place we went to is in the mall, and it's actually... Let's go to the mall. Yeah, today. Um, And it is actually part... It's night shift on one side where you can eat and get food, and then connected as part of like their beer hall so there's like the restaurant part of night shift and then there's a beer hall part of night shift so people who aren't from massachusetts or aren't familiar with what she's saying of night shift night shift is a craft brewery originated in everett massachusetts and Mm -hmm. since they've grown in popularity and their beers are just so great that they've expanded into the wharf near TD Garden in Boston. Mm -hmm. They're having these pop-up locations all over the place now, which is great in beer gardens. And then they also opened up this amazing location in the Natick Mall at Natick Mass. Great mall. If you guys are looking for a mall. (laughs) We're endorsing malls now. Anyway, things have changed for the better because this place, Level 99 and Night Shift, Beer Hall, Tap Room, like this mix of craft beer and adventures, just like I was like, this has got Shannon written all over it. We've done escape rooms before, which Shannon, you've been a big fan of, but I've kind of been like checked out if, you know, it's like an hour long thing. You're in a room. Yeah, so this level 99 place was basically, they called it like a playground for adults. So there was challenges you could do outside of the room. So I think you may have seen on our video, you could run through the swinging axes like in that, wipeout show and then there were probably like at least 30 tiny escape rooms they were like three minute challenges some were physical some were mental some were a combination some were coordination you had to work with your team to like help each other out to get through it and you had a limited amount of time so you couldn't stay in there and if you failed you had to leave and then you could go back in and try again but you had these wristbands you scanned the little Thing. you paid credits to, to unlock a room but then you could do it as many times as you wanted and when she means you paid credits it just is on your wristband yeah, like where wristband you pay for it. the period of time that you're going to this event so we did a two hour two or session. hour session yeah session and i was like there's no way like when they were explaining you know all the different like games and facets and everything i was like oh here's another cool idea but it's going to be so complicated 
that like by the time you figure it out, there goes your two hours. But that's not how it is at all. Like I think everyone figured out things pretty quickly, but still it was super challenging, Mm -hmm. whether it was physical challenges, whether it was brain kind of activities. I mean, we only completed two rooms. Like we only passed two rooms and one was literally throwing balls into a opening like a carnival so. where i was i just dominated that <laughs> we game. only beat one room like legit well the dojo so. we did pretty sweet but that yes, was your karate skills yes. and um but it's a cool place cool. it's it's awesome that they've they're part of the night shift operation as well because you can just go there and hang out and watch everyone do it um you can bring your beers with you to the rooms i wouldn't recommend bringing them inside make it a little messy but there's little wine barrels outside you can put your stuff on while you're inside the room. yeah it so. reminded me kind of like very disney-esque where you have a wristband and like you just like wave your band in front of the room that's your entrance to get into these little rooms which is great because it also keeps score so those competitive people out there it creates like a funny name for you that you can track and there's a leaderboard so if you're very competitive like i was all over that shit i was the craze sandwich so well i was the shannon love my name do you remember what i don't remember what it was something to do with that like something about being happy which you're not so hoppy moderate matters Happy matters. Yeah, I yeah. said hoppy matters because now I just sounds like an like an English hoppy matters. Hoppy matters because yeah. I was making it funny. But anyways, it was really cool. If you're in the area, I would definitely check it out. Um, especially if you want to go try the night shift beer, which is exclusive to Level Ninety Nine. It's called Level Up. And James, you had that. that. What'd yeah, you think? that was my favorite beer that they had on tap. Yeah, so check it out if you're in the area. It was fun. We're going back. So. We are going, but we are going back. Okay, so the one piece of news we want to share is, James, you want to let everyone know about what's happening on the 15th of July. Yeah, so the 15th of July, ladies and gentlemen, if you're thinking about getting Spike brewing equipment, get it now. Because Ben announced on the Spike uh, Facebook forum that as of July 15th, there will be a 5% increase of their pricing due to, you know, all the... Things that are happening today with the stainless steel uh, shortages, with all the labor um, prices going up and everything of that nature. So it's awesome that, you know, Ben from Spike just let everybody know ahead of time, giving, you know, if you're on the fence, do I get it? Do I not get it? Now's the time because think of it as you're saving 5% on uh, your brewing equipment if you're going with Spike. And yeah, just check what products might be going up. But I definitely want to let all you listeners out there know who are homebrewers or thinking about getting into homebrewing. Yep. That little tidbit, because think of, you know, even on Black Friday sales, you know, 5% is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So thank you, James, for sharing that and letting our listeners know. And so Shannon, you kind of mentioned some of our guest alums uh homebrewers and also cicerone have won and i was like amazed so at the 40 i think it was the 43rd um national homebrew competition was held recently and a couple weeks ago they announced the winners and yes as you mentioned um jason from steel city brewing who we had on um beginning of the year maybe yep um and also mandy naglitz who we had on recently um she won gold for the imperial porter and stout category great job mandy yeah so congratulations i I just love that style too that you've entered and i just hope we get to try it you know it's one of those styles that i think should come back yeah so that was beers with mandy check out that episode and then also jason won a couple want to share what jason won james yeah he got the silver in the new england ipa style which we actually got to try the one that Mm -hmm. actually won and 
that was the one that you picked out out of the three that he sent us of like, yep, this one's a winner. So, Jason, maybe you should have Shannon uh, taste all your <laughs> IPAs. I know how to pick them. She em. picked it, and I picked the other one, so they're all good. He also won the Sam Adams Ninkowski Award, and he also won the Silver American Pale Ale. Love that style. So, Jason, love that style. And he also got the Silver in the American IPA. Yeah, so three Silvers. And the Sam Adams Award, which is the award that is given to the entrant who accumulates the most points in the final round of competition. Gryffindor wins <laughs> the House Cup. So congratulations to Jason and Mandy. It was a pleasure having you on our show and you asked to check out their episodes. It just shows we get winners on this show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're if you think you're a winner, you want to be a winner, DM us on our Instagram <laughs> at Double Hoppy Podcast. Make We're it happen. So amazing. We just Propel people to stardom. I mean, like, I met Michael Phelps at my bachelor party, and then right after that, he came out of retirement and won, you know, I mean, gold you for the, the U.S. Golden, Olympics. The so touch. I just have the golden touch. Yeah. Here, and this is an example of James taking credit for other people's good work. Yes, exactly. Not at all. I had nothing to do with it, folks. Yes. Yeah, so moving on to our topic for this week, which is going to tie into something we're going to mention at the end of this episode, is homebrew starter kits. Sometimes you just got to throw it back to where you first began. So we want to talk about what should you look for when buying a homebrew starter kit? And then we'll mention two of the ones that we found out there that looked like good yeah. options. Yeah, and I think this this also, this topic was triggered uh, by a friend of mine had reached out that his father-in-law was getting into brewing beer. And he asked me what my opinion was was and what equipment he should get or what he needs uh, to get started. And this is where we're going to go over what you need versus what you really want. And that leads us to what we're talking about now, starter homebrew kits. Yeah, I think these are a good option for people who, I mean, we've mentioned in the past, people just want to try it out, see what it's all about, what they need to do. So if you're looking to either get into homebrewing or know someone that is and want to use this information to find a good kit, feel free. Uh, but there are some essential kind of categories that we were talking about. So James, why don't you share kind of what are the core pieces that you need to make sure you have either that come with the homebrew kit or are miscellaneous things you need to buy on top of the homebrew kit? Yeah, so I think this is one of those very common questions and you're not stupid for asking it. It was one of those things where I, when I started and my father bought me the starter kit, he had asked all these same questions to the homebrew store um, person who was there. It was very helpful and was able to get him the kit for me without me even knowing. So I, I want to break it down as simple as possible. So what I told Shannon was there's really six essential categories of things that you'll need. You'll have your brewing vessel or your kettle. You're going to have you're going to need a fermenter and or your bottling bucket and you're going to need your ingredients Really? Ingredients? Yeah, right. Because I mean, like, if you have all this stuff and you don't have the ingredients, I thought you can't it was magic and it just appeared. I mean, maybe that's what you want. I mean, that would be amazing, right? You don't have to get your malt. You don't have to get your barley. Yeah. You don't have to get anything. Uh, you're going to need your cleaning supplies, i.e., your sanitizer or cleaner, and your bottles. So, uh, really, those are your six things your brewing kettle slash vessel, fermenter, your ingredients, your cleaning supplies your bottles, and whatever you need after the fact of when you miss something. So that's your six. Okay. Thank you, James. 
So when we were talking earlier, I was asking, you know, let's, you know, let's go down the list and see what, what each of these entails. So we we're talking about the brewing vessel. And for that, you're saying we need a kettle or a boiling pot, preferably five gallons, that's stainless steel. And I was asking, I know we're talking about kits here, but I was asking, you know, what, what does that entail? Do you have to get a kit one? What if you already have a large pot? And you said that you could use a lobster pot, which for those who are not in a lobster on the pot, coaster, <laughs> New England, it's just a very big pot you boil lobsters in. Um, but are there other options that you can use besides that? Or is it just, you know, essentially a big pot? Yeah. So those of you who are already looking at yourselves going, hmm, this sounds like a lot of stuff. Like, ooh, this sounds very complicated. Well, yes, you're right. But also, you know, you're wrong because now they make all these amazing starter kits. So you don't even have to think about it. And you just list it. And by listening to this episode, you're going to get a little step up on that. Um, so as you were saying, Shan, what is the kettle? What does that mean? Do you, can you get a, use a lobster pot? And by, yeah, like as a, if it's a stainless steel pot that can hold up to five gallons at minimum, um, that you're good to go. So it's, if you look in your kitchen, you probably have one and you don't even know you have one. Um, you don't need any ports on it. So you see um, in these all grain setups, you see kettles, the name kettle, and it'll have a little valve in the front. It'll have all these, you know, temperature gauges and everything. You can go with something like that, but you, for a starter kit, that's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about essentially it's just a pot, a mm-hmm. stainless steel pot. And now is this something that's going to come in the kit or is this something you've got to buy separately? So it depends on the kit. So make sure when you're researching to get a homebrewing starter kit um, for somebody, you see if it includes it or if it doesn't. And they cost about $30, 30 to $40 for okay. the, the stainless steel kettle, a five-gallon kettle. And then it can go more expensive for that if you're getting one that could also do other things down the road, which I wouldn't recommend. I still use my five-gallon stainless steel kettle. It's designed just to go on a stovetop. Yeah, you use it for sparging, right? I actually, yeah, I use it to heat up my sparge water, or I did before I upgraded my system. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I would heat up my five gallons of sparge water in that on the stove while I um, did everything else with my grandfather. Which in our new house is a little precarious because then you had to carry that boiling pot of water down our basement stairs. And that yeah, was a not, little, not ideal. Uh, yeah, I was not a fan of that. But okay, so we've got our brewing vessel. What do we need after that? And so after your brewing kettle, next would be your fermenters. Um, so here's where you get many options. And this is one of those things that the starter kits... of them will include your fermenter. It won't be that sexy, you know, stainless steel fermenter that you see in all our um, Instagram posts and everything like that, but it'll do the trick. So your options for fermenters depends on your homebrew kit. So they usually, on their website, it'll either say starter kit uh, deluxe, it'll say starter kit premium, or those kind of designations, depending on the the site, will either include, you'd get a food grade plastic bucket, which is how I started. It's six and a half gallons, roughly volume up to eight gallons even. And it will have a gasket and a lid on it, which is very important. Uh, you can't just do a bucket without a lid and without a gasket at the top because that's where you're going to make sure it's sealed and closed once you have your mm-hmm. nice good stuff in there and it's going to ferment and it's going to bubble. You don't want to have that open to the air. Uh, you don't want that. But don't worry about it. Your homebrew shops and all those homebrew supply shops got you covered. Their starter kits, they will not 
have just open buckets. So you'll need a food grade bucket. Those will come on the kit. Other alternatives, again, as I mentioned, you can go pay extra outside of the kit and get a stainless steel brew bucket fermenter from some of the big name companies. I wouldn't recommend that for a starter because you want them to kind of see if they like it. They first. like it first. And it's more, more, I say you get a homebrew kit so you get attributed to the cleaning, the process of just the process. And most of the times now it'll be an extract kit, recipe kit, mm-hmm. um, which would, um, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so other alternatives for fermenters would be your plastic conical, which conical just means it has a cone-shaped bottom, mm-hmm. which is great because then all that sediment, all that yucky stuff, all that yeast cake and hop trube will all just settle down to the bottom. And unlike your regular bucket, which it just is flat at the bottom, that'll sit at the bottom, this, the cone shape at the bottom, directs all that down towards the bottom. So when you're racking or when you're moving it from that fermenter bucket into your bottling bucket, you're going to get less pick pickup of all that junk, which is just something good to note. So if you think that home brewer that you're buying this for or for yourself that you might think ahead and be like, okay, I don't want that stuff in my bottles, you'd go for the plastic conical. Mm-hmm. And also another fermenter that's commonly used is a glass carboy. Um, and again, the kits, read what the kits come with because some will come with that. And it's all personal preference. For me, I'm glad I started with the food grade bucket. If I had known about like the cone and like the settling, I might have went with a plastic conical to start just because it's got that cone shape mm-hmm. on the bottom versus a glass carboy. So again, price versus you can always get these fermenters after the fact. If you find you like it. And, and if you find you like it and it's, you know, it's something, it's pretty reasonable. Once, yeah. And so accessories you'll need for fermenting is again, we mentioned airlock in your hydrometer. So your hydrometer is what you're going to use in a graduated cylinder to measure your gravity readings. That's very important, folks. Make sure you get one with a hydrometer. And most kits will have that. Okay. So going or keeping with what's going to be in the kit as opposed to what we're going to need to buy extra. So the ingredients should come with the kit. That's kind of the whole purpose, right, of, of the kit. No? No ingredients don't come with the kit? No. So that's something I found out what? the hard way. And uh, my dad actually... From talking with the guy at the homebrew shop, this was years ago, it was separate, which I'm glad my dad did his research and he asked that question, which it sounds stupid, but if you don't ask, you don't know. And then it's like, okay, I have all the stuff I need, but wait, I need to go find ingredients. How do I do that? I don't know where to get ingredients. I'm not a brewery. Uh, What do I need? Uh, So that's one thing that's not going to come with the kit but now they do have some starter kits that include your ingredient kit with the recipe as well with instructions so so some of them do come with it some of them do okay so that's one thing you need to make sure you're looking at before you purchase it if you want one that comes with ingredients and a recipe kit you need to make sure that that's listed on the included items and not something you got to buy separate right otherwise if you notice that you like that homebrew kit but it does not come with the recipe kit. Say it only comes with an amber ale kit, but you're you're like, oh, my wife only likes to drink, I don't know, IPAs or only likes to drink pale ale. Then you can go on that same either website, homebrewing website, whatever you choose, or your homebrew shop, and they can direct you to a recipe kit 
and they usually cost anywhere from thirty to fifty dollars, depending on how expensive, how what the style is and the ingredients. So the kit should, or the the recipe kit instructor ingredients should come with the instructions. They should come with yep. the malt extract syrup because most of these are malt extract. Brewing. Most of these are ex for ex what's called extract brewing versus all grain. So and basically all this does is you're gonna get this malt extract syrup instead of basically extracting everything from just your grains. Mm-hmm. You're also going to get the dry malt extract. So two so, different yeah. than than the syrup. Which looks like a powder. And then grains. Yeah, you will get your various grains in there. It won't be as much grains as you would if it was all green brewing, but you will have grains. You're going to get your steeping bag, which is very important. You want to make sure you p- put them in that steeping the bag grains in the or bag. the mesh bag. Yeah. And make sure you tie it off almost like a tea. Think of it like, like a, a big tea, tea bag. bag. Yeah. And you're going to just steep that in, in that hot water for whatever your recipe calls for. And then you're also going to get your hops. So these are going to be little one ounce Potentially. Potentially bags of hops. Otherwise, again, this is something you want to check with your recipe kit Mm -hmm. if it includes the hops or not. You might have to go outside of the kit to get the hops that the recipe calls for. Yep. And all these pretty much say what the ingredients are and everything online. So when you're purchasing it um, or even your homebrew shop, you will know whether you need to go out and get a -hmm. certain kind of hop to include, to put that with your kit separate or not, yeah. which is great. I mean, when I started, that wasn't the case. You basically had to rely on whoever was selling you the stuff. Mm-hmm. And lastly, you'll get some yeast, which yeah, is which very, is- very important for our flocculation nation. Flocculation nation, nation everybody. Drink. Haven't heard, haven't heard that one in a long time, so I thought I had to bring it back around to the flocculation. So you'll definitely get some yeast in there to round out the recipe kit. Yeah, and typically it's going to be a dry yeast just because it's simple, and those are usually sitting on the, sh- I mean, the kits can sit on the shelf oh, for yes. a bit. So they don't yeah. want, you know, dry yeast is best for shelf life. Yes. Okay. So as you mentioned, we're also, that kind of wraps up, wraps up the recipe kit. Um, but we're, you're going to need to get some bottles because, or a keg, if you want to do it in a keg. But most likely if you're starting out, you want to keep it as simple as possible. And you want to get some bottles so you can actually drink this when you're done with it. Yeah. So one of the other keys, so all... I'd say almost all of your homebrewing starter kits are going to come with a spring tip bottle filler. So what you in tubing, some plastic tubing, food grade plastic tubing, mm-hmm. uh, a bottle brush for cleaning, your cleaner sanitizer, and it may or may not contain bottle caps. So just look and at that. But, but most of them will have your bottle capper, which is basically just this crimper that uh, you'll basically just sanitize your cap bottle cap. You'll put it on top of your bottle after you fill it, and you just crimp it. You get a workout. You get a nice workout. And sometimes it's slippery. And then um, <laughs> the other thing that you're probably going to need to get outside, but some of these also include it, is your priming sugar, or as they call them, fizz tablets for carbonation, which you would put into each, either mix it into your secondary bottling bucket, or... Mm-hmm. Um, put it directly into each bottle. Yeah, which we've done in the past. Yeah, so I I think I either prefer the priming sugar to your secondary bottling bucket. I had good success with that where you just mix it mix it in. Or, which I actually think is even more foolproof, is these fizz tablets where you just literally put one of these, it looks like almost like a, a lozenger. Yeah, like lemon drops or something. And you, put, you, you just 
drop one into each bottle. And then cap it. Yeah. After you put in the beer. Yeah. Yeah. So lastly, and I feel like one of the most important things that you'll need to do if you're going to continue with this brewing adventure is cleaning supplies. So you really got to get that sanitizer and keep everything clean before, after, during. Make sure that no foreign entities enter the beer and cause havoc. Yeah, that's like the one thing with homebrewing that most people don't think about is how much time you're actually spent cleaning and prepping. And the majority of times in homebrewer kits, if the beer doesn't taste good, it's not because you're not good. It's because the cleaning wasn't good. It's not you, it's me. It's not you, it's the little bacteria that you want to make beer, but then you don't want the other kinds to get in there and bully them around because you didn't take the precautions to <laughs> have proper security systems. It's like that house. Mucinex uh, guy oh God, coming yeah. in. <laughs> but if you are at a homebrew shop, um, the person there should be able to point you to which sanitizer, correct? Yes, and so, again, read your, what's in your homebrewing starter kit. So that's what you want to look for, homebrewing starter kit. And those will be on uh, all the home brewing websites, wherever you go, whether it's Northern Brewer, whether it's More Beer, whether it's your local homebrew shop. And even if you go into your local homebrew shop, those are the places where I say to go and get your kits. Again, support local business, of course. So again, some of your cleaning supplies, like whether it's Star Sand, PBW, or Brewer's Wash, it's, it's all pretty much the same sanitizers and things that you want Mm -hmm. um, to keep your equipment nice and fresh. Okay. So if that didn't scare you away from getting somebody a homebrewing starter kit, I hope it wasn't as complicated as it is. So we found a couple from two websites that James just mentioned that we thought had some good options and good ranges for those who are looking to either get just the basics or to kind of up their game a little bit. First one's from Northern Brewer. So they have actually multiple different kits. And ranges in price. So they go from, I think, what did you say, 60 to up to 400. So that's a pretty so the diverse four, yeah, price range. So the 400 is the one with the electric oh, yeah, so all-in-one electric, system, yeah. similar to the Grainfather that I was mentioning before. And again, these two sites uh, were, we just picked as the top polled um, that we found of homebrewing equipment in our region. So whether you're in the UK or if you're in um, Norway, um, kudos to you guys listening to us. Um, it might be slightly different for what you guys find locally. Um, again, I support lo- our local homebrew shop, which we'll get to at the end of this um, yep. episode. But uh, again, Northern Brewer, uh, th- I found their kits are very reasonably priced. Um, th- they come with a good amount of things where they can get you going mm-hmm. real fast. And those ones you can kind of do a little bit of an upgrade with if you want to do the plastic bucket or you want to get the glass carboy. So you have a couple of different options. And so there's a little upgrades you can make without having to spend a ton of extra money. But if you want to maybe be a little bit more fancy with yourself, you can you can do those upgrades. They also have ones that include the kettle and the ingredient kit. So if you really want to do one-stop shopping, they're a good option to go on and get everything in one kind of pass. Yeah, and my pro tip would be the... The price of going from your plastic buckets to your glass carboy kits and those things, get the plastic bucket kit, get the starter kit and just try it out Mm -hmm. because it's not that expensive to get a glass carboy after the fact or a 
a plastic um, conical after the fact. Because you might find if they really like it and they really love it, they might want to just go to that stainless conical from SS mm-hmm. Brutech or something or a spike or something else. And then, you know, they can go big that way. Uh, and then we also found one from More Beer. And they actually have them broken down by category. So there's a whole tab on their website under starter kits. And they could go from as small as one gallon up to five gallons. So they've got a multitude of different sizes. Um, and they are comparable pricing to Northern Brewer. So there's not a huge difference there. Their premium kit is goes for $250. And you get bigger stainless steel brewing kettle that has the copper wart chiller. If you want to look into that. And then also, they, this one is a seven-gallon, so a larger fermenter as well. So there's a couple different options. And so those people who are just like, copper wart chiller, what the H double hockey sticks is that? And oh my God, now I am a dad. Holy crap. Uh-huh. Anyways, uh, so the copper wart chiller, just briefly, that'll help you get your temperature down from your hot you know, temperatures on your... Br- boiling side down to when you need to get it to ferment temperature so you can pitch your yeast, a.k.a. add your yeast. Um, So this will help it down versus if you just have your standard plastic buckets, you can either put it in a pool of cold ice water or you let it sit for a while. And there's all different methods you can use. Wrap cold towels around it in an ice bath. Uh, But it's just an added perk. Mm -hmm. That's more of like what you do with more expensive equipment. But again, simple Keep it simple. Keep it mm-hmm. safe is what I say. Don't yeah. want to go overboard before you really. Yeah, but these two websites yeah. kind of run the gamut, so you can go on and get whatever level you think you need. Um, and there's just there's just more options than there used to be. So way more. And yes. The information's out there. You can look at what the recipes are, which is great ahead of time. So if some websites recipes look more complicated and you can't understand it, and others are very simplified. Mm-hmm which I can appreciate. And as a starting brewer, when I started, like, I'm like, what does this mean? I don't know what this means. Dad, what does this mean? He's like, I don't know. I got you the kid. I don't know. And so like, just look at what the recipe gets say too. And again, keep it simple. So keeping yep. it simple, just look for what it says is a home brewer starter kit. And then just know that if it doesn't include your, uh, your kettle, which is just a stainless steel five gallon, pot um, you'll need to purchase that we're roughly about 30 to 40 dollars and then also you're going to need to purchase your bottles pretty much no matter what and again mm-hmm. you can get those from your local homebrew shops you can get them online very easy there's nothing you know difficult about that you're going to sanitize it using your cleaning agent so again all these homebrewing places make it so simple where mm-hmm. they even sell cleaning kits where it just mm-hmm. has all your sanitizers everything in it but most of them you know, we'll have it in it. Okay. So you all may be wondering, like, why are we talking about this? What why, is the whole purpose? Why, why are, are they going on and kits? on about homebrewing kits when they're so far beyond that, James? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's because we are going to be running a homebrew kit giveaway on our Instagram. What? Yeah. So David, we- David, they're giving a homebrew giveaway. What? Sorry, I've been watching. Are you trying to be Moira? Because I did not sound anything like her. I've been watching Shit's Creek. It is Shit's Creek, first of all. Okay, that's what I called it. Okay. You say Shit's Creek, and I don't know where that's coming from. So. It's the nicer way of saying Shit's Creek, okay? But that's what it's called. 
Oh, whatever. Anyways. Whatever, David. Ew, David. Um, okay, so <laughs> we are going to have a giveaway on our Instagram. We are not going to give you the details here. You're going to have to go over to our Instagram to find out how to enter and how to win. Yeah, so if you're a home brewer out there and you've been itching to kind of get your feet wet and uh, just haven't clicked the button, um, make sure you check out our page at Double Hot Beat Podcast on mm-hmm. Instagram for all the details on this giveaway. And this is a giveaway from Shannon and me to all you guys out there yeah. who we want to get more home brewers out there. Ladies, gentlemen, let's get going. Let's do it. Yeah, so we went and supported our local homebrew shop and got it from... From the lovely gentleman there. And we just wanted to kind of say thanks to all of our followers and just give back to you all. So feel free to go and check out the details there. And that's all we've got for you this week. James, is there anything else on your agenda? Keep on brewing, everybody. Keep on brewing. Okay. Well, we thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Double Hot Beat. And as always, we are looking for home brewers who want to share their story. So feel free to shoot us a DM on our Instagram if you're interested in talking with us. And as an independent podcast, your support means we stay that way. So please follow us on Instagram at Double Hot Beat Podcast. Tag your friends on your favorite posts or episodes. Just bring them into the mash, okay? Yeah. And also rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. That helps us get our name out there and find new listeners. And we thank you again for listening. This has been been Double Hoppy. Catch Catch you on on the the brew side. side.